On this tenth Thursday in ordinary time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Matthew. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Haraka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly, while on the way to court with him. Otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Losing someone we love when death knocks at our family's door is another opportunity to accept what we call God's will. Yet we need to be extra careful when we use that expression because we may unintentionally reduce a mystery to clichés that could fill the heart with bitterness and even distort the image of God the Father. Does God want death? Does God want us to suffer and be left alone? What does God want? Why did God take away the person we loved the most? Why did this person, who was so good, have to go through this suffering and go away like this, so suddenly? Why do so many innocent and defenceless children die? Where is God when that happens? Why does he allow those who govern the nations to legislate in favour of death? These and many other questions may invade our heart in the face of the mystery of death. Our faith obviously has answers to all of them. Maybe not the answers we sometimes expect, but indeed those which in the end will prove to be true. Our lives belong to God. In him we live and move and have our being, for if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's, St Paul says. That's why the death of a beloved one, lived with faith, faced with Jesus, is an opportunity to trust the Lord and love the way he does. He doesn't prevent us from going through death, but will help us go through it, and that, in itself, is great news already. He won't deliver our beloved ones from the death of the body, but will deliver them from eternal death, and will give them eternal life. What St Paul says in last Sunday's reading is so beautiful. Therefore we are not discouraged, Rather, although our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day, for this momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to what is seen, but to what is unseen. For what is seen is transitory, but what is unseen is eternal. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, the first line opens our heart to the understanding of what follows which seems impossible. 
It's often crucial when encountering the Word of God to find the phrase, the word, or the gesture by Jesus that allows us to interpret all the rest. I think today's is this one. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? I'll try to translate it into simpler terms. To better understand it, we could picture Jesus saying it in many different ways. I tell you, if you think that being Christian, being my followers, being my disciples, is to follow a rule or many rules and be satisfied with that, you won't enjoy the love I came to bring into the world. Love overflowing, a bountiful love that fills the soul. I tell you that if you're satisfied because you don't do anyone any harm and don't go beyond that and don't try to discover how to do well to others, you'll be missing out on the best of God's kingdom. I tell you that God's kingdom isn't only the time or the state we'll reach when we leave this world, but it's the relationship of love that can be established now between God the Father, Jesus the Son and us, and when we forget this, we are missing out on something big. I tell you that Phariseeism, living our faith as a mere compliance with rules, as a wish to live only for ourselves, for the personal satisfaction of doing things well, is much more common than you think. That's why I come to teach you to be free. I come to teach you that if you don't take a big step forward, you'll be missing out on the best. I tell you that if you believe that holiness, justice, pleasing God, is something you achieve through your own personal effort, you'll never enjoy the happiness of being saved, of receiving the strength from on high, not just to keep the commandments, but also to take a step further and find the joy of giving without measure, of loving, not out of obligation, but freely. To conclude, I assure you this is something we need to pray for. We need to pray for this grace if our faith is stagnant, drained, out of breath, dead, because we weren't taught right, or because we never understood what it means to be Christian. I assure you that if we pray for it, our Father will concede it to us. Don't forget that we are children of the Father and nothing will be denied to us if we pray for it and it leads to our sanctity. Don't forget that, as God's children and brothers and sisters to all, we should never look down on anyone in our thoughts or our words, in what we do or what we fail to do. If we still do that, it means our religiousness is one of obligation, a selfishness that loves to please itself and have a clear conscience because... We aren't that bad. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.